you feel like everything has to be perfect. I need this to be done perfectly, folded perfectly, washed in the proper, you know, detergent, like everything has to be perfect, right? And when you start to feed your baby, it's like, it has to be pureed the perfect way or whatever, right? We just put this so much stress on ourselves. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Lorena Tran about how we can bring more energy and joy into motherhood. Before this episode begins, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and I also just want to talk about an event that we have going on for the whole month of November. This event is for mamas who are either currently trying to conceive, are pregnant, or are in the early postpartum stage, and may have some trauma in their life that they're looking to release. We go through 30 ways in 30 days of how to heal your trauma. You'll get a workbook, you'll get put in a group of other mamas who are feeling similar emotions, and you'll listen to the daily mini episodes of the podcast that correspond to this unique experience. I hope that you know that you are not alone in this and that you deserve this time to heal. My hope is for you to become more aware of yourself and the strength that you have in motherhood. Allow yourself the time to look deeper and heal so that you can be more present and look at motherhood in a whole new way. If you want more information on this, please go to the Entering Motherhood website or feel free to reach out to me with any questions. And with that, let's get this episode started. Hello and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so excited and happy to have you here today. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Lorena and Lorena Tran. So I am actually a nurse practitioner who is also a lifestyle and certified health coach who I actually love to help mamas learn how to live a more joyfully healthy mama lifestyle. And I want to help women make peace with their bodies and especially post baby. So and just like with the whole self, the mind, body and the spirit encapsulating your whole self because we tend to kind of forget about that after we have a baby. (laughs) Our focus shifts to the baby. (laughs) Yeah. And what was your personal journey like? What was entering motherhood like for you? And what kind of really led you down this path to where you are now? So I have two little ones. And basically, like, when I was sitting holding my six-month-old with spit up on my shirt, looking at the floor full of toys, just feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I found myself actually yelling at my two-year-old about cleaning out the toys and it was just like overwhelming and I felt like a horrible mom, you know, like, ah, who wants to ever be doing that? You know, like how, how did I get here? Right. And I said to myself, there has to be a better way. And I wish that I could ask a genie to just magically, you know, fix it all. And I realized that I had to step back and just like from the whole situation and the forever student in me because always learning something new went ahead and did the research to find a solution to my problem 
So I started reading all the books about minimalism and started decluttering everything like Marie Kondo style and all that, which was definitely helping my feeling of stress and overwhelm in motherhood. So we soon actually moved to a new town. A few months later, the whole pandemic shutdown happened. And you know, that just like tenfold for everyone, right? With the increase of anxiety and overwhelm in a new place, and I still just had to be at home all the time. And with that isolation, and actually, I was also working the front lines in healthcare. So just like that increase of that overwhelm and stress was just like increased. Now, I noticed that this was actually impacting the behavior of my children. And once again, I realized that, hey, I needed to step back and change something. You know, what what can I do? So I did a little bit more of the self-help, like looking at all these self-help books and podcasts and wonderful resources of other women who were going through the same things and just like looking into personality types, more minimalism, and then also eating healthy and all of that. And then I did all of that kind of like while I was washing the dishes, folding laundry. So it was just little bits here and there when I was laying the kids down to take a nap or at bedtime. I just put my earbuds in and turn that on and would close my eyes and try to do that and hold my kiddos' hands while they're going to sleep. Then I prayed and started implementing the things that I thought would benefit my life, you know, and and my family over the next several months. And wow, it like mind shift change. It was so amazing to see the changes in myself and it went on to my family, like the amazing changes in their personalities you know, and how they, their behaviors and how they were behaving. So my mission is to spread the word that it is possible to go from um, like no energy, feeling just overwhelmed and stressed to saying that it is possible to have more energy and more joy in motherhood and to be the best mama that you always wanted to be. And doing all this I um, also found like this inner peace and realized that I need to make myself a priority in order to be the best mama and wife that I can be for my family. And this led to healthier habits for myself, my family. And now I feel confident in my skin post baby number two, more energy, more self-worth and no more hangry feelings or sugar crashes. And I'm more present for them. And more calm, which is, you know, just uh, such a blessing to have. Yeah, I think your story is very similar to how I was feeling. I was six months postpartum with my daughter, and I was just like, there's no way that this is the answer and that this is what's supposed to go on. And this is the kind of, you know, mindset that I'm supposed to be in. Like, this is stressful, overwhelming, exhausting. And, you know, it's just like all so much at once. And, you know, that was what kind of hit me too. And that, you know, moment of something needs to change, like something needs to go on. And I too, you know, was like digging into self-development and reading books and, and doing things and listening to podcasts and whatnot. And that's really what like drove all of this. And I think it's so amazing to hear, you know, other moms that are also feeling those things and making those changes and coming into that realization of like, 
okay, like I'm sort of on a better path. I'm sort of, you know, moving along in in a different direction because I'm starting to be aware of that and take time to acknowledge what's going on in my life and how I can make changes. So I know that you have like very specific topics that you kind of like go through and help moms with. So would you want to kind of break those down and maybe just kind of like highlight them a little bit? Yeah. So for the Joyfully Healthy Mama lifestyle, I try to talk over a course of like 12 weeks, but of course, like this extends and it can take like, it takes months, years. It's just a continuous journey on how you can change for yourself and your family. Basically, it's discovering your true self, like going from where you were as a child and what your thought thoughts were as like a seven and eight year old self to your current self and also what you feel like what you would want in the future for yourself for that and then filling up your cup so hydrating your body like literally hydrating your body and also filling up by that self-care and giving yourself the permission to do the self-care because it is not selfish (laughs) we definitely need it to be the best mamas that we can be for our family And we kind of forget or don't think that we are allowed to be doing those things. Listening to your body. And that's all like mindful eating and just listening to the body cues that your body's giving you. And saying like, you know, how your body reacts to different foods that you put into your body. And drinks as well. Any of those hangry feelings or sugar crashes, those sort of things. Just trying to like realize that and creating that awareness. And eating the rainbow, so incorporating more colors of the rainbow into your daily uh, meals is very important, and that can help boost your energy for sure and your joy in that. And then a mental unload, so or declutter of your mind, trying to get out all those thoughts that no longer serve you, and going on to cultivating a joyful mindset. So Think about more of these things that actually do serve you and can serve your family well and how you can go about that every day through like gratitude, prayer, or different like mindfulness things that you can do for yourself. And then having fun, just moving your body. Like, you know, not just going to do exercise at the gym because I have to like three days a week or whatever, you know, it's like actually having fun and enjoying just moving your body. No specific amount of time, starting with literally two minutes walking outside. You need to take a break, stand up, walk outside, getting that sun on your skin. Definitely just like, oh, it just like is a mood booster for sure. And being present and not perfect is a big struggle that moms have that, you know, we all strive for. Well, not everyone strives for it, but a lot of moms seem to strive for perfection. and you know, we just want to be that perfect mom, right? But there's no such thing. So we need to like slow down and be more present for our families. And that can create what you really want to see for yourself and your family. And then decluttering your environment from all the the toys, you know, from what I did on all the toys, and also from the things that are on your phone, because our phones can consume our time. And, um, then also sleeping more. So sleeping more, like 
oh my goodness, when I had, my babies didn't sleep until they were two years old. They did not sleep through the night, either one of them. So literally I would get like four hours of sleep and that was not even consecutive. That was like an hour, maybe two at the most, another hour, and then still working full time. And it just sets you up for, you know, it's just not good for your body. And so if you're getting more sleep, at least getting seven, eight hours, even up to nine, like that eight hours is like, oh, that would be a blessing if we could have that every day. And it sets up your circadian rhythm, which is how your body goes through every day and just that it can function at its the best capacity that it can if you're getting that enough sleep. And that can also have to do with like, like your immune system and just like your mood, your overall mood. You know, you can be more snappy if you're not getting enough sleep. And then, you know, it's just a cyclical thing. And then nurturing connection. So that is all about like, you know, so in this time, we, there's Facebook, we can connect through that. However, with this isolation, when we couldn't be with our families, or like even our close families, other than our immediate family, especially last this past year, and we're just now starting to be able to see that just like being able to call your friend and just, you know, on the phone instead of just texting like spending 10 minutes saying like, you know, how are you today? Or your aunt, your mom, grandparents, you know, just like a little of that connection with is just so helpful for the soul. <laughs> so I'm like, just go through that process and then touching more on different things and helping women just like realize, oh my goodness, like, you know, I've never like stepped back and actually made the space for these things that really truly actually mean a lot to me and I think will really improve my health and my family. Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, those topics are so crucial in kind of replenishing our energy and our joy and and really just kind of like touching base in with ourselves and checking in with ourselves. Those things are things that sometimes, you know, we overlook or even, you know, when you mentioned sleep and your kids not sleeping through the night until two, that is such a big thing with new moms. You know, you're waking up every hour, every two hours, you don't get that sleep. So when you hear somebody like, oh, get seven to eight hours of sleep, it's like, no way am I going to get that. And it's like, well, maybe not all at once, but try to break it up. And I know like, there's a lot of moms out there that are also working full time and now they're they're struggling with this newborn or, you know, like six month old, you know, that was with me. I, I had to go back at work at um, nine weeks. So my daughter like started daycare. I was working full time with a nine week old. And, you know, you always hear that like, oh, how's the baby sleeping? Is she sleeping through the night? And I mean, she was sleeping at night, but it was still kind of like four hour stretches. So I was getting the sleep, but I would have to kind of like force myself to go to bed a little bit earlier or, you know, like work around that. Or I was still getting up at like two in the morning to feed her. And then like she would go back down for another four hours and then we were up for the day. And so like, you know, it's kind of just kind of like being more aware of what's going on and understanding like your schedule has changed. Things have adjusted. And like now how can we get used to this like new normal of a like sense and and you know what is that looking like? So, you know, how I just mentioned sleep, like what are kind of you know the top maybe three topics that you really feel like 
helped you as you entered motherhood and ones that you're seeing in new moms that are kind of driving a lot of that transformation and being more of um, the useful topics, I guess, like if we're kind of starting from square one and we're just lost, you know, what would you kind of recommend are the the ones to prioritize? So I definitely think that like filling up your cup and doing that, like getting that water that you need and also filling yourself up with that self-care. And I'm not saying go and get your pedicures and like, you know, all like fancy hair, like any of that. I'm just talking about like literally like two minutes of, you know, just taking that time to do something that you need to for yourself and only for yourself. It is not selfish. So we kind of feel like, you know, as moms, like it's selfish to do something for myself. Like why, why do I do it for myself? Because I have to. I have this want, I have this list of all this things that I have to do, the laundry, the dishes, the toys, the folding, the, you know, running here and there and, oh, it's just never ending, right? So, and slowing down and just like setting aside time, like if you can do just five to 10 minutes a day, like either, you know, when the baby's sleeping or right when you're waking up in the morning, like setting that 10 minutes, or right when the baby went to sleep for that 10 minutes that you know you get that 10 minute stretch, at least that. And um, just creating this little habit of that five to 10 minutes that I'm always, when I lay the baby down, I know they're asleep, I can sit down and relax for just that moment, that few minutes at least, for sure you can do that every single day trying to do that at least every single day, just that little bit of time and doing things that, you know, taking that shower right away, even if you're a little bit tired, but if you're like, oh my gosh, that will just make me feel so much more energized if I get a shower, right? You know, so just doing that self-care there, getting the food that you need, like the snack, if you need that snack or filling up for that water or other things, just like reading a book. If you're an avid want to read books and you love just that or journaling just 10 minutes of journaling you know just doing that little bit of like a reflection so it's a little bit more mindful just looking back like a gratitude thing like you can do like what are your top three things that you're grateful that happened for the day you know and what three things went well or something just very simple but just writing that out and processing that can help you feel like, wow, I did accomplish a lot in the day and um, that sort of thing. So, cause we can feel that, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything, but you know, your baby's still alive. You're still alive. You have other kids. They're still alive. You did a lot of work in one single day and you don't give yourself enough credit for it. So just like writing those down when you're kind of doing the journaling or like your favorite things that happen for the day, you know, kind of those sort of things can be really helpful or watching your favorite show, like just taking that time, whatever, if you're um, watching YouTube or whatever on Netflix, movies, whatever, you know, even if you can't do it all at one time, like breaking it up a little bit right? Just spending that time going outside for that, that five, 10 minute walk, just like walking outside, really important. So just to fill yourself up there. 
what do you think on self-care? What are some things that you like to do? I love to kind of just like, you know, relax and read and kind of like immerse myself into something that's like uniquely just me. Like it's, it might be like mom related, but you know, it's something that like is benefiting me. It's not necessarily what's a good way to parent or like what's going to help your child. It's like, what's going to help mommy be a better mom and like w- like all that self-development and really kind of just digging into that because like you said, like just making sure you feel like you accomplished something. I think like that's huge. And like even just putting like one little thing on the list, like today I'm going to like walk out and go get the mail. Like, you know, <laughs> then you can say like, look at, right, a very simple task and just saying like, you know what, I did it. And like, I think it is very important to make sure that some of those things on like you're filling up your cup or self-care list are uniquely specifically just helping you. And, um, you know, even reverting back to something that you enjoyed doing before kids, you know, if you really had a hobby or, or something that you enjoyed doing, you know, maybe you can't physically get to the gym, but you can do a simple workout at home you know, with your baby or while they're napping, like something like that, or, you know, go out on a run, like tell your partner or a neighbor or someone that's like helping you like, Hey, I'm going to leave for 20 minutes, go out on a little bit of a run and like come back because that's going to make me feel better. It's going to help me, you know, refocus and, and flip my mindset to just be there and be present. So I think, I think that's like things that I enjoy doing or even just laying outside. Like I love the sunshine. I love just being outside, like having my morning coffee or something sitting outside. So yeah, yeah. And definitely like, you know, we feel like that mom guilt whenever we're like, oh, I'm going to do something for myself. Like I feel so guilty, right? But no, like asking, you know, for that support, your partner or a sister, friend, neighbor, anyone say, hey, can can you just come over for 20 minutes up to one hour? I'm going to actually leave the house and do something, you know, by myself, whether, yeah, that's going to the grocery store by yourself without kiddos, which is amazing, or um, getting the nails done. Sure. Yeah. Get that done. Get your hair done. Any of that. Or go on a date with your partner. <laughs> that gets neglected a lot, especially with new babies you know, you're all consumed into the new babies and your other children or that. And, um, you know, you kind of forget that relationship that is really important. Keep on going. So you still need to nurture that relationship is really important and taking time. And that's part of self-care. I feel that it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're there right now, like struggling, listening to this, like this is your permission slip. This is your like pass to go out and do those things. And sometimes, you know, we do have to ask for it. You know, nobody's just going to kind of like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some people that are supporting you that come over and they're going to be like, look, like, go ahead, leave. Like I, I scheduled an appointment for you to go get your hair done, something like that. You know, there might be those people, but at the same time, like we need to be like advocating for ourselves and saying like, Hey, look, I need help. I need to go out. You know, even if it's like you've been home with the kids all day and and now your partner gets home from work and you're like 
like you said, just I'm going to go out to the grocery store by myself because I need to like go buy something or I just need to get out of the house. I think like that's how I kind of was. And like I still am like working from home now and everything. So it's just like sometimes I'm like, I just need to get out. I don't care where I'm going. Like I just need to get out of the house. Yeah. And just like trying to make this a daily habit, not like the big things always, but like just that five to 10 minutes a day for yourself. And then if you can do more, wonderful. So wonderful. But it's starting now with the tiny baby steps and making that habit a daily thing and or on a regular basis, like once a month going on a date or um, doing one big thing outside the house for yourself once a month, you know, just setting that up in in your calendar or on your schedule to make it a routine thing and then will be part of your life and will set yourself up for success and make yourself joyful and feel better right yeah yeah I completely agree and then you know like what's another topic that you really feel like has helped you or you're seeing a lot with moms Yeah, so the whole being present and not perfect. So we put so much stress on ourselves to like, everything has to be perfect, especially if you are a first time parent. So definitely like just that slowing down and being present and not perfect. So the perfection part, like we just go to, especially when you're having a new baby, you feel like everything has to be perfect. I need this to be done perfectly folded perfectly, washed in the proper, you know, detergent, like everything has to be perfect, right? And when you start to feed your baby, it's like, it has to be pureed the perfect way or whatever, right? We just put this so much stress on ourselves for all these like little things that really are not a huge deal (laughs) when we step back and look at it. And um, now that my kids, they're three and four, almost five years old. And I've realized that being present is like, hands down, one of the most important things that I can do for them right now is being present for them and not saying, oh, you know, I have to go and like when I have cooked food, there's dishes there. Oh, I have to go do the laundry or do the dishes or I have to go do this. I need to clean this up. You know, I used to find myself saying that so much. I'm like, you know, now I'm like, no, we're going to play. We're immersed in this and I'm just going to play with you. We're just going to like, do this activity or we're gonna do physical things go play outside or the painting whatever just like slowing down and being like this is what life's about like I'm supposed to be here in this moment creating these amazing little art paintings even though it's making a mess who cares it's washable right get the washable kind (laughs) and it's gonna be just fine and you know you look back and you're like wow, I'm so grateful that I took the time to do that and not felt so overwhelmed and felt like I always had to keep cleaning whatever it is or trying to be perfect, like looking for the perfect things, you know, making my house look perfect and all that. So just that slowing down and just not keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. I know like COVID really made a lot of families like slow down and not go to all these events, you know, for your little six-month-old, right? (laughs) Going to the library, we're going to this group meet, and all these uh, meetups, but just slowing down and, you know, just enjoying life and not having to rush around so much and simplifying things. 
Yeah, I think that's something like definitely as a new mom, sometimes we can feel overwhelmed that we need to be doing all of the things correct or right. And, you know, we have to almost remember that, you know, we've never done this before. And even if it's baby number two or three or more or whatever, you know, you've never had that specific dynamic going on in your life. So you're not going to get it perfect like every single time with every single thing. And you're supposed to be learning. You're supposed to be changing. You're supposed to be going through this transition. And, you know, I think, again, like giving ourselves that permission and kind of like giving ourselves that grace of just like, hey, it's okay, like slow down. And not everything has to be done immediately. You know, like as adults, you know, there's those things that like, quote unquote, like we have to do, like, you gotta, you gotta be doing some things. But like, you know, for the most part, like things can be put off or like, you know, you can spend a few extra minutes like taking that moment to just play with your kid or relax in the moment and slow down. And I think like once you realize that the stress of it all just kind of goes away. And like you can tell somebody like, hey, I'm going to be late. Like I tried to get all the kids in the car. I tried to get there on time, but it just didn't happen. And I think, you know, like that guilt and that that pressure of, you know, like, oh, everybody expects us to be there right now or, you know, everybody expects this and that. It's like nobody's really I mean, hopefully they understand. And if they don't, then like, you know, it doesn't matter. But I think, you know, just realizing that it's okay to really just take that time to be okay with not being perfect. Yep, I agree 100%. And, you know, I uh, just used to like, you know, say that, oh, I'm so busy. I can't. I'm so busy, you know, and I've tried to really take that word busy out of like my vocabulary. Like I really don't say that, you know, like I can't or or busy. I try not to say those words, you know, so trying to like come up with other words to say like, hey, we're, I can do this for this amount of time. And then I need to go and do this, right? If it's something that needs to be done. So and it's just like setting yourself up with all these like little systems of ways that you can do things like, you know, like, because the big things, laundry, huge thing, right? And the dishes like it's and toys. This goes on to my next thing, like decluttering your environment and simplifying onto like a lot of people have probably heard of the minimalism and all of that, the movement and, you know, you don't have to be full on a minimalistic person like and lifestyle to take some of these ideas and to use it for yourself and your family. Minimalism to me is more just like um, having things in my life that help serve me and currently serve me and my family in a way that's just really beneficial for us. Right. And so I like went through all this decluttering, like initially it was the toys and I decluttered like, oh my goodness, like no other trash bags and all donating the broken toys, um, went straight to the trash, but everything else, like either give to someone else who I truly think can really use that. I don't want to clutter up people, other people's houses. Right. But if it's things that we no longer use, I go ahead and pass it on to like my nieces or nephew and um, friends, right? 
or just going to Goodwill. Like I always have a box because I was getting like the Amazon monthly delivery of diapers, right? Because that just is like a, yeah. So every month get a box of the giant box. My goal for that month is to like get rid of so many things that would fill that box and I take it to Goodwill. Usually it'd be even more than that. Like as they're going on, it's a continuous journey. And I still do that like every, all the time with uh, boxes that we get and just trying to be mindful in that way. Oh, we don't play with this anymore. Or so-and-so could use this. And cause we don't use it anymore from clothes to toys to, and the clothes definitely, you know, I have a little girl and, you know, girl clothes are fun. <laughs> so I had too many of that, especially when my child was a baby, right? So just like decluttering that and like simplifying it. Really, babies don't need 30 outfits. They need the important things like onesies, right? Is the most important. But and the little sleeper outfits, but they don't really care what they look like and not until they're like three years old, really. So you can have just a few pairs and that will lower your laundry that you have because the more clothes you have, the less you have to do laundry, right? And then your pile for laundry becomes bigger and it becomes more overwhelming. So having less laundry to do by not having as much clothes in the house is like a big change that we've implemented. You know, it's not always perfect, but when we get new clothes, I try to say, hey, we're going to pass these on to someone else who could use them. And so we're doing that with the toys, the clothes, and the dishes. So even that. So a little system that I've set up for the dishes, like while I'm cooking, try to wash a few dishes. Like I used to load up the dishwasher and it'd be full. Well, for our family of four, like we really didn't use that many dishes. That would be like a whole day's worth of dishes. But for me, I felt that it's a lot easier to do a handful of dishes, wash them, and they're drying, and I can just get those and use those for the next meal. And that's really simplified, like how many dishes I'm doing on a daily basis. And just it's less overwhelming if you can just do that little amount and then use it directly for the next meal, you know? So that's been helpful. What are things that have you been able to like declutter things in your life and come up with little systems that help you? Yeah, I think so for us, we have moved, you know, like a couple of times now since like like we moved in together. Um, We were from Pennsylvania. Like that's where we're originally from. So we had lived together in one apartment in Pennsylvania. And then so we both went from our parents' households to there. And so like we kind of like decluttered while we were moving into this new apartment. And then we moved to South Carolina. And in that process, again, we had somehow like accumulated so much stuff. So we decluttered and reprocessed everything. And then now just last year, you know, our daughter, I guess she was a little under a year or so. And um, we had moved from an apartment downtown to the house that we're in now. So we had kind of like reassessed all of the stuff that we had in our apartment. And we're like, we don't want to take this clutter that we've accumulated or shoved into a drawer somewhere or pushed back into a closet over the past 
you know, year that we had been living there. Like, we don't want to take that into our new house. So, you know, like we've been lucky to, um, I guess, have that advantage of ultimately being able to clear your whole living space and then have to like go into somewhere new. But now like being in the house, we're like, okay, this is where we're going to be. Like, this is where we want to stay. And so like, we're trying to like very actively, you know, be cautious of what we're bringing in and like what we're doing. But it's so much like when you have a kid, there's so many more things that are now like, I mean, and also, you know, I'm pregnant with baby number two. And so like we have kept Rosie's items because we knew like, okay, like we want to try for another kid. So you hold on to all this baby stuff that's just sort of like sitting and lingering somewhere. And like now, yes, we're like, we know that we're going to be able to utilize it. But it's kind of like, after this baby, like then you go through the whole process again, like, okay, what am I holding on to? Like, what's taking up space, like all that baby stage items, you know, like, the little swings and bouncers and things like that, that like they can only use like that first year of life, all the bottles and everything that we have. It's just kind of like, you know, taking account for them and trying to be like, can this be something that maybe somebody else can utilize now? And we can either like get it back later. Like we've passed off swings and stuff between friends and just like transferred them back and forth. Like, Hey, you just had a baby. You take this one. And then when I have my baby, I'll take it back, you know? And it's just kind of like making use of it and not throwing it into a corner that it's just sitting there. Yeah. And just storing all this stuff. That's such a great idea. Like passing it the friends and yeah, you'll, you'll get it back for the next baby. Right. And then just having to be useful because it's here in our lives for a purpose and we need to use it as a purpose and not to store it. Right. And you want it to be used by yourself and others, you know, so just being intentional. So that's why I try to like be intentional with things that I'm buying and using, you know, with those big items, getting those out of your house so you don't have to store them for someone else to currently use, you know, without cluttering up their house, but they're currently using it. And then you'll take it back eventually. And then same with like clothes and toys and all sorts of everything that, you know, we're going to use these things for now and then pass it to someone else and, you know, it can be passed on again, right? But doing that can really help simplify our actual environment if we can simplify the things. Like the toys, when kids start enjoying toys at like age, usually like two and a half, three for mine anyway, two and a half to three. But by the third birthday, man, they're getting so many toys. And you're like, where, where do I put all these toys? Because everything's overflowing, the baskets and all of this, right? So then just kind of declutter and I know family loves to just people just love to buy toys like you can say oh please no plastic toys in our house but yeah it doesn't work the kids still love the plastic toys right but do they really need them all no no they sure don't and um, so just kind of being more intentional about that and what you are bringing into the house and what you let your kids buy and or what you buy for your kids and but also I want to talk about like the calendar, like your calendar. So pre-COVID, we were going like here and there, going to this library event and going to this meetup group, like I was saying. 
But some people who have older kids are like, they're in, everyone's in one sport per season and one instrument per season. I'm like, oh my goodness, that seems so overwhelming to me to get everyone here and there. And then also all those birthday parties for all the family, the friends, the neighbors, the, you know, all the gatherings, right? So just being like really intentional with like what you're saying yes to on your calendar. Are you saying yes to it because you are going to really enjoy doing whatever that is? Or is it that you're doing it just because you feel that you have to because you're a people pleaser? Like I used to be like, I'm a recovering people pleaser, I like to call it. But, you know, trying to like, is it truly for myself and my family? Or is it to please someone else to a certain extent? Like you can say no, right? But it's just really hard to, but um, just filling that calendar with the things that really are important to you and your family will really simplify your calendar. And also on the phone. So the Facebook, the Instagram, all that social media really can be quite overwhelming. And if you sort of declutter that, go in there and like unfollow these people who are putting up posts that if you're like, look at a post, you're like, that's like so awful. Or like, and it puts you in like a not so good mood. Like, why are you following that person? You know, you know, if it is a close family member, you could still be the friend, but you don't have to like see all their posts, right? (laughs) If they're more negative poster, right? So, and then um, being like, same thing with Instagram and all that. So that you're seeing more things that are like, more positively impacting your life. Like I follow a lot of stuff on like homeschooling and just like healthy eating, like just those sort of things. And also my family and friends who are really important to me. But, you know, if you cut out the stuff that's no longer serving you in this season of life, then it's okay to, um, you know, declutter that. And that will ultimately help your entire body, mind, body, and soul that as well. I love that. Yeah. I think it's so important to, you know, not only think about like cleansing your physical environment, but also like what's being processed and brought into, you know, your mental environment in a way and and making sure that we're like decluttering that in a sense of, you know, we're bringing in like more positivity and, and less negativity because that can really be you know, that rabbit hole in a sense that keeps on like pulling you down and and forcing you to kind of, you know, stay like, oh yeah, like this does suck. Like I am like overwhelmed and there's nothing I can do about it. And, and also like there could be too much positivity. Like maybe you're seeing, you know, like all these people doing all these things. And again, going back to that like sense of like, you have to be perfect. If you're seeing like, well, here's this mom, she has a one month old and she's, you know, getting all the sleep and doing your makeup. And, and, you know, she looks like she's perfectly fine. And she lost all the baby weight already. You know, like that could be, you know, positive and great for that mom. And and she's sharing it because she's excited and, and happy and, and proud of where she is. But you're seeing it in a space of comparison and, and just kind of, you know, that like you're seeing that positive story that that person's emulating in a negative sense. So when you kind of like are able to recognize this isn't serving me in this season of time, like how you had said, like becoming more aware of that and saying like, is this something that's benefiting me or not? Should it be kind of 
you know, pushed aside for now and I can return to it later. Yeah. And big thing for me that I also did, like I completely for like a year, at least a year, almost a year and a half, I was off of Facebook. Like I deleted the app and it was gone. It was not even there. And so that because you just get in there and you're just scrolling and it's like five minutes and it's like 30 minutes. You're like, like, what did I just do with my time? Right. Instead of being present with your family or doing something that's really helping yourself, like that constant scrolling, just being mindful and intentional. Like I had to get off of it. Right. Because it's just like a rabbit hole. So things that I did, I just got off of that. But now when I get back on, it's like completely intentional. If I'm like, I'm going to scroll five minutes, that's it, you know, to see how my family and friends, what they're up to now. Or if I got to look up this one post that someone wanted me to look at, you know, then I do it. But I'm really like intentional with that for sure. If you could leave the listeners kind of with like one final, you know, words of wisdom or piece of advice or or something like that, what would you kind of like to end on? It's okay to do things for yourself. And it is absolutely so essential to how you are going to feel in the long run for yourself and your family. And you're living for yourself and your family. You're not living here for other people and to please everyone else and to do everything in a perfect way. You are here to live a joyful life and to look back on your life and look at it and be like, wow, we had an amazing life, you know, and not live with all these regrets of, I wish I could have done this and I wish I could have done that. How about you just do it? Just write it down and just make it a commitment that you're going to do that one thing, like, you know, or that several things that you wanted to do, just like, put it in your calendar, make it intentional, that you're going to get to do that. And to do these small little habits for yourself, just a tiny little change every single day, makes a mountain of a difference in years to come. Just want to like, encourage moms to, you know, Right now, if you have a young baby, there is a light at the end of the time. Like there is, this soon will pass, they say, right? This soon will pass. Like we're all in different seasons of life. And if you currently have a baby, like, you know, this soon will pass for the sleepless nights, but just trying to come up with these other things that you can help yourself to help yourself feel better in this season, that will be a tremendous help whenever the next season comes for you. And so that you and your family can benefit from a physically, mentally, and emotionally joyful mama. I love that. Yeah, I think that's so important. And really, you know, again, like those tiny little changes, like you might think like you're just doing like one minute of something today. But down the line, like it could it could lead to that habit that really is life changing. So how can we reach you and and get in touch with you? So I am on Instagram as joyfully underscore healthy underscore mama with M-A-M-A. And I'm also on Facebook as Lorena Tran. Or I do have a, like if you go on my Instagram, there will be links there to get to my 
private Facebook group that I have for Joyfully Healthy Mamas. Uh, we talk about other things in that group, and that's free. So I really encourage you guys to come on there if it's something that you guys want to talk about, just like the all around the your whole self for a mom. And joyfullyhealthymama.com is another one. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and really just, you know, sharing your words of advice and topics that you feel, you know, new moms really need to focus on and be aware of and um, just allow them to have that, you know, more energy and joy in motherhood. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed being on here and talking with you, Sarah. It was wonderful. And I hope mamas all around can uh, find a way to be a more joyful mama. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience. You can also now find us on Instagram and Facebook at Entering Motherhood.